0: Let's have a conversation today about long-term care. Long-term care could be one of the biggest financial issues in your lifetime. Long-term care is divided into three different categories. The first category would be 24-hour custodial care. That would We normally think of nursing homes that provide that 24-hour care. Kind of the in-between here is assisted living facilities. Now, there are some very, very nice assisted living facilities, and I have seen a a serious growth of those particular facilities. Those facilities, you live there, you have access to full-time nursing staff. Maybe they help prepare meals, help uh, with medications, those types of things. But there's still some uh, independent living involved with assisted living facilities. And then we have home health care. Now, when we think of home health care, there are numerous home health care agencies that will come in and check on you, maybe clean the house, prepare meals, help with medications, possibly help with bathing, those types of things. But it's, it's three categories, full-time care, which is custodial care, nursing homes, assisted living facility, which you're living somewhat independent, but have some assista- or assistance with maybe one or two different things, and then we have home health care. Now, when we talk about long-term care, what actually uh, is the, the trigger for long-term care? Well, they call it uh, activities of daily living. We look at eating or preparing meals, bathing and dressing, going to the, the restroom, managing medications, and movement, moving around your residence or getting to other locations, maybe to the doctor, maybe to uh, um, the grocery store, that type of thing. Normally, if you see two to three things that you need help with, that qualifies you for some type of assistance. Now, it's progressive, okay? You may be able to, to stay at home, and most people, have given the option, would rather stay at home as long as they can. So maybe you need help with bathing. Maybe you need help with just preparing some meals or, or getting your medications uh, organized. Many times we see the caregivers as family members in the home health care setting, right? It may be a spouse. It may be a child. It may be a friend. It may be a, an outside agency that comes in. But normally, w- we see family members. And I think most people have asked, you know, w- what if you need care? The normal response that I've heard over the last 25 years as a financial planner is this. Well, uh, you know, I'll take care of my husband or I'll take care of my wife. And even though I think we have the best intentions, there are times that you need assistance. Let me give you an example. Uh, and and I, this is all from personal experience uh, in dealing with clients that have, have progressed through some of these stages. So you have a 100 or 110-pound wife that needs help bathing their 215-pound husband. Uh, one of the biggest issues I see is falling You know, we lose our dexterity. We lose uh, our balance sometimes. And what happens is I see spouses, women, who have difficulty getting their husband off the floor. It happened with my father. He's helping with several uh, uh, people that I know. Simple things that we just don't consider. And and have you ever picked up 200 pounds of, of just dead weight off the floor? It's Even for another grown man, it's very, very hard to do. Those kind of things, even though we don't want to recognize or want to recognize that we may need help and that the the response of, I'll take care of my spouse or I'll take care of my mom and dad, sometimes physically you can't do it. Now, there are, are things that assist you with, for example, lifts in and out of a tub. Uh, one of the biggest expenditures I see with clients is buying these walk-in tubs that uh, Literally, the last one was about two weeks ago. A client said, Jay, I need about $15,000 out of my account. Uh, we're buying one of the, the uh, walk-in tubs just to provide assistance uh, with bathing. Okay, Listen, the reality is you may not be able to do everything that your loved one needs. It's just fact. Many people want to live by themselves. Uh, and just say, hey, I'll call you if I need anything. But what we see is is sometimes memory loss. Sometimes we don't uh, remember if we took medications properly. Uh, we don't, you, sometimes we miss paying our utility bills, that kind of thing. You know, the, there is no shame in growing older. There's none. But we, we sometimes have to realize that we need help. So we see this progression, okay, With with needing help with some of these things, home health care. Once again, you're it is what it is. You're you're at home. You stay there as long as you can. Uh, I just had a couple of clients that moved into an assisted living facility, and I'll discuss the prices here shortly. But as a husband and wife, they sold their their home, moved into a very very nice assisted living facility. Uh, I actually recommended it uh, to their children. Said, hey, mom and dad probably need some help. They've got some memory issues. Um, and and they need some help. Uh, it would be nice that they you know they've got nursing staff there uh, to assist if they need it. Uh, assisted living facilities are, are progressive in pricing as well, so it's cheaper to stay at home, right? So your next step financially would be assisted living facility, and then and when we need twenty four hour custodial care, oftentimes we see see this with dementia, uh, Alzheimer's. Um, mobility that we just can't get around anymore. We we've got to be taken care of, and obviously, twenty four hour care is uh, uh, quite pricey. So <clears throat> let's talk about prices for for a minute here. So home health care. <clears throat> Many people who have Medicare, uh, home health care oftentimes is covered by Medicare. Uh, and your, your Medicare supplement. Oftentimes it is. Uh, there is financial assistance for those people. Uh, I, I've seen a, just a, a, a full spectrum of people that are getting financial assistance with home health care uh, and through Medicare itself. Now, when we're talking about <clears throat> assisted living facilities, that that's a different animal. Assisted living facility is normally about 75% of the cost of a full-time custodial uh, nursing home. I have seen in in Indiana here the the prices monthly range uh, um, from about $4,500 a month to about $6,000 a month. Yes, you heard me correctly. Assisted living facility. What I have seen personally is about $4,500 to $6,000. And it's really geographically uh, determined, there are, obviously, and I'll cover this here in a minute, but certain areas of the United States are, are, are more expensive. And then when we look at full-time custodial care, now, I'm going to give you the median price that, that, that I've researched here, and this is pretty accurate, believe it or not. So the median monthly cost of skilled nursing in a private room at a nursing home will set you back on average of about $8,300 a month. Not not a year, a month. That's over hundred thousand dollars a year. Now it really can vary a lot depending on ge- geographically. If you look at uh, some of the higher cost states like Alaska, Connecticut, Hawaii, you're you're looking at anywhere between five hundred a day, five hundred dollars a day to nine hundred dollars a day. And if you go to the rural Midwest, you're looking at anywhere between uh, maybe one hundred and fifty to two hundred fifty dollars a day. Um, Locally here, uh, I've seen on average about sixty-seven to sixty-nine hundred dollars a month. Uh, that's Southern Indiana. So <clears throat> I want you to calculate that. L- l- let's say on the low end, okay, on the low end, um, sixty-five hundred dollars a year is, or I'm sorry, sixty-five hundred dollars a month is roughly eighty thousand dollars a year. Eighty thousand dollars a year. Custodial care, right? Well, you may be one of those people. Said I'm never going to a nursing home. People, <clears throat> I, I'm going to give you a statistic here, uh, and it's accurate. All right, I, like I said, I've been a financial planner for 25 years. I have I have watched my client base trans do the trans uh, uh, transfer from home health care to nursing full time custodial care, uh, and. And I actually think this number is low. So the lifetime probability of becoming disabled or need, or having difficulties with at least two of the activities of daily living, which I said was eating, bathing, going to the toilet, managing medications, uh, moving around your residence, is about 68% for the people aged 65 and over. Age 65 and over. you got about higher than a two-thirds chance that you're going to need care. Now, it may be home health care. It may be assisted living. It may be full-time custodial care. People, two-thirds. Two-thirds on average. Now, the population inside of a nursing home is, once again, about two-thirds women. About 65%. And of the the, about four out of five of the people in nursing homes, about 78% are non-Hispanic whites. Okay, non-Hispanic whites. Now, if we're looking at the residents, uh, the residents inside of these nursing homes, I'll, I'm going to give you a shocker here. So, about eight of those people, eight percent of those people are 95 years of age or older. That's not a high number. About eight percent mortality is kicking in at that point. About 34 percent are between the ages of 85 and 94. About 26 percent are between the ages of 75 to 84 years of age. About 16% were, are age 65 to 74. So the biggest grouping there is between 75 to 95. All right? But if, if you were doing math in your head, here's, here's what we're missing. We're missing about 15%. Where's that other 15% of the people that are actually living full-time custodial care in a nursing home under age 65 that's shocking. 15% of the full-time residents in a nursing home are under the age of 65. What could put you there? Well, it could be short-term or long-term. It could be uh, uh, disabilities. It could be uh, dementia. It could be car accidents. You know, I was in law enforcement for 12 years. And I could tell you that car accidents put a lot of people in recovery sometimes. Rehabilitation is done in a nursing home. Sometimes they don't recover. Right now, I opened this show, this podcast, saying this is one of the biggest financial issues that we face in our life. Number one, we have about two thirds of a chance of needing custodial care. That custodial care can be can range anywhere between three thousand dollars a month up to eight thousand dollars a month, depending on the type of care that we need, and if you're in assisted living or nursing home type of setting, Medicare doesn't pay that. Medicare pays the first 100 days if, if it's rehabilitative, which means maybe a car accident or from surgery, maybe you fell and broke a hip, uh, that kind of thing. Medicare will kick in for 100 days if you're going back home. But if you're never leaving the nursing home, Medicare isn't paying that, people. So how does this get paid? Well, <laughs> Here's here's where uh, I'm going to scare you, and I'm uh, that is my intention. Unless you're on Medicaid before you go to the nursing home, everyone is on private pay. Okay, private pay means you're going to use your money. You're going to use your money to pay that that eighty three hundred dollars a month, that sixty five hundred dollars a month, that forty five hundred dollars a month. You're paying that. Now, you may sit, be sitting and listening to this podcast say, I, I don't have that kind of money. Well, let me tell you. So what happens is everyone everyone is private pay. Private pay also includes having insurance, long-term care insurance. Now, if you've never dealt with Medicaid spend-down, uh, count your blessings. Medicaid spend-down is the process that you eliminate your assets, so that you qualify for Medicaid. Medicaid uh, is what many people uh, eventually end up on Medicaid uh, to pay for their long-term care, uh, especially full-time custodial care, nursing home, because it's, it's financially it's devastating. At at let's let's just use a, a, a smaller number at seven thousand dollars a month. At seven thousand dollars a month, you're looking at eighty-four thousand dollars a year. Just look at what you have in your bank account or in your IRA or whatever it may be uh, right now, and and say, okay, how, how at, at eighty five thousand dollars a year, how long could I stay in a nursing home before I before I run out of money? See, people people don't consider that. I have never met anyone in my life that that worked forty or fifty years so that. 100% of their assets could be spent for their full-time custodial care at a nursing home. I've never met anyone that says, that's what I'm doing. I'm saving all my money for the nursing home. No one says that. But based on looking at people's financial plan, financial plans, plural, um, that is actually their intent, and they don't even realize it. Because you've got a two-thirds chance. It's, it's higher if it's a husband and wife. I'm just talking individually. You've got a two-thirds chance... That you're going to uh, you're going to need some type of, of custodial care because you can't perform the activities of daily living to survive, right? Now, where's the other one third? The, the other one third died while there's mold in the yard, right? Uh, the, it, it was mortality. They, they they didn't go to the nursing home. They and and some people would consider that lucky. Those people who have lost all of their assets now. We're just talking about assets, cash. What about your income? So for those people that are on Social Security, those people that may have a pension, guess what? Everything but just short of 100 bucks a month is going to be paid to the nursing home. Right? To qualify for Medicaid. To qualify for Medicaid. So basically you're left with less than $100. Less than $100 so that you can stay in a nursing home and Medicaid will pay the bill. All of this starts to, to, to add up into a scare tactic, which is what I'm trying to throw at you. Because if you have made no plans, no plans for this event that you have a very high probability of, then I, I, I'm telling you, you're, you're, you're looking at Medicaid spend down. Now, let's, let's categorize... Who really needs to have planning for long-term care? So if you're living on a fixed income, you have no savings, you simply have Social Security, this conversation isn't for you. It's not. Let's say that you just live on Social Security and you own your own home, but you have to go on Medicaid to go into a nursing home. The state that you reside in can put a lien on your home and sell it once you no longer live there or at your death. All right? The state's going to recover their money. I, I, I've seen it numerous times. So everything, you know, many people say, I don't want to leave my house. I want to leave the car. I want to leave my, you know, whatever to my spouse or my children. People, that nursing home is going to blow that plan to pieces. At $8,000 a month or basically $85,000 a year on average, unless you have a, a short-term stay in a nursing home, and the average is three to five years. The average is three to five years in a nursing home. So what do we do? What do we do? Listen, once again, from this spectrum of financial planning, if you live on Social Security, I would tell you this. You're probably going to go on Medicaid, and there's not much else that you're going to do about it. For those people who have assets, IRAs, 401ks, real estate, a pension, you, you need to listen to this. You need to prepare financially for that event in your life. How do you prepare for that? A number of different ways. Long term care insurance is a viable option if you can qualify. It's not easy to get. If you wait until you're 70, 75, 80 years of age to try to buy it, you may not get it. All right. I start recommending it at age 55. Okay. I just ran a quote. For my brother in law uh, at age 65. It is probably the best option in regards to protecting assets. Okay? Protecting assets, protecting your 401ks, protecting your IRAs, protecting your investment accounts, protecting your pension. Okay? Protecting your home. Probably the best option. Now there are some hybrid products out there that 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 uh are life insurance contracts that have accelerated benefit riders. That is a, a another option. It is not true long term care insurance, but it provides a pool of money for using uh what and the qualification is, is the same. You can't perform uh uh you know, two out of the six ADLs, for example, that you may qualify. Uh, to use that that instead of your death benefit, that you could use it for uh, either chronic or critical illness. Uh, That is another option. There are many attorneys out there that will do a Medicaid-friendly trust, but what they're doing is preparing you for Medicaid spend-down. So they're removing your assets, ownership of your assets, making it irrevocable Okay, so that you could qualify for Medicaid. Now, everyone's plan is a little different. Uh, there, there are some times that I actually think that is a good idea, uh, but not always. You know, Once I said the, the key word is irrevocable. You can't be making changes to it once, once you remove it because then it blows up the trust and you're not, you just don't protect your assets. What I suggest you do is this. Okay, Number one is accept the fact that you're probably going to need long-term care at some point in your life. Now, you could wish for being the, the one-third that dies uh, uh, without ever needing it, okay? But if you're the other majority, the two-thirds, the two-thirds of the people that will need either home health care, assisted living, or full-time custodial care. that Listen, you know, as Christians, we shouldn't be betting, but I'm putting my odds on the fact that at some point, you and I are going to need custodial care because we can't perform the two out of the six ADLs. And relying upon your spouse or family members is not long-term care planning. It is not. It's actually cheating. All right? You're saying, I I, I, I don't want uh, to pay a premium uh, for insurance. Now, here's the thing, and this is really interesting. You know, you, you, you've got car insurance, right? you got homeowner's insurance. Why? Do you hope that your house burns down? What's the likelihood that your house burns down? Probably less than 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 two thirds, right? I'm telling you here today, and this is you Google it. When you get down listen to the show, Google what is the likelihood percentage, uh, and those numbers are real. Numbers don't lie. What's the percentage? The 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 the, the <clears throat> likelihood of, of needing uh, um, custodial care? Uh, what's the likelihood of me not being able to perform uh, two out of the six uh, activities of daily living? You're 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 at the two two thirds number. In a husband and wife, that it increases. One of you is going to the nursing home. I'm telling you. Now, I'm going to finish the show with this. I've sold several long-term care policies over the last 25 years. And this is no lie. 100% of the people over the age of 70 that purchased long-term care policies from me since 1996, 100% of them... Made a claim against that long-term care policy. 100%. That's not two-thirds. 100% that had lived past the age of 70 needed it. That's alarming, people. That's alarming. When do I think you need to start looking at this? My personal professional opinion is at age 55. Why? Because the premiums are cheaper. Okay? You probably uh, have a higher likelihood of being approved... All right, that you you know, if you've got mobility issues or memory issues, all right, sugar problems, you're probably not going to get approved. The alternative would probably be the life insurance contract that has uh, benefits for um, uh, chronic or critical care. But I think you need to review it. I, listen. It, it. I don't think it is a, a a prudent or a good stewardship decision to to live in denial. Okay. I think you know if if you have included the kingdom in your beneficiary designations or your trust or your will or whatever it may be, that's all blown up too if 100% of your assets go to the nursing home. Okay? So being a good financial steward being a good financial steward means that you make plans for this highly likely event in your life. Listen, $85,000 a year average. Uh, simple math. Simple math. You know, if you got a couple hundred thousand dollars in your 401k, you're looking at less than three years of private pay. Then you're going on Medicaid and you're out of money. Okay? There are some stipulations that are, uh, an IRA is protected for Medicaid spend down up to about $113,000 um, um, for your, your spouse. I mean, if you want to discuss that, I don't want to get into too much detail about the the, the spouse uh, spouse sole uh, protection. Uh, I mean, yours is gone. Your spouse—that's that, the crazy thing about this. If you're married, <laughs> I mean, you, some of this attaches to your spouse. So, anyways, like I said, I don't want to get into too much detail about what you're going to spend down. Uh, but but it, it, it's it's somewhat alarming. Um let's talk about it uh, i it, it from a good stewardship standpoint i it's necessary this uh, this isn't one of those things that you just say well you know i don't have a very high chance and my spouse is going to take care of me people just stop just stop that that's nonsense at some point you both may need it i know several people that uh, that are in assisted living together husband and wife if you want to talk about it kingdomplanadvisory.com. KingdomPlanAdvisory.com because there are a lot of moving parts to long-term care planning. But it is a necessity if you have assets and income to protect. So KingdomPlanAdvisory.com you can call me at 888-226-7614 you can find my contact information on KingdomPlanAdvisory.com people listen, if you're nearing that age 55 if you're over the age of 55 and you're listening to this program and you don't have long-term, uh, long-term care plans in place it's time, it's time to get on it, uh, unless you don't mind just spending all of your assets and all of your income to stay in the nursing home. I look forward to speaking to you. God bless. Uh, I, I ask that God give you guidance in this decision-making process, but please be proactive. God bless, and have a great, great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit kingdomplanadvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website or you may call 888-226-7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.